0: How's it going, everybody? This is Josh with the This Is It podcast, coming from you live from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And today, I brought in my favorite band from Hattiesburg, Nasians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to fuck up the pronunciation, because <laughs> everyone is always a cyclic for that. No, that's, like,
1: that's the first thing anybody asks us when we play with a new band. They're mm-hmm. like, OK, we have a debate within the band how do you pronounce your name no. <laughs> like that has happened almost every time almost every time the very first thing anybody yeah says no they think us. it's hilarious and like
0: we're just like we've yeah we're, hey, we're over, it. It. <laughs> we go over it so it doesn't really matter how you pronounce it at this point
1: well not really no
0: um we
1: pronounce it nasians uh mm-hmm. does uh, it bother you Uh, I mean, like, I'll correct people, (laughs) but, like, I don't, I I hate to be, like, yeah, I hate to be, like, a stickler for that sort of thing. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be, like, that guy who's, like, no, it's Pixies, not The the Pixies. Pixies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, it's, like, I, I want...
2: People to know that it's it's Nausiens and there aren't like four different bands in Hattiesburg like Notions. Notions. <laughs> good. That is that no, no is actually see, really no good yeah. I mean like no, it needs no to be one uniform. <laughs> you know,
1: no oh god. But. Yeah. No, I mean the name, the name is something uh, like we had a list of maybe like three hundred something names. And for some reason, <laughs> we picked this one. This one and wasn't s- even on the list. What right. was the yeah, other no, uh, Oh, Jesus. We're not going to pull that up. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, so many. Yeah, like, people are going to listen to this. <laughs> you know, I don't really know what some of our alternatives were. You know? just know it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. You know, it was Very like... Um, but, you know, one thing that's kind of cool about it is... Uh, Like, we have this conversation about, like, what is the name or uh, the pronunciation of it. And people end up kind of saying it a couple of times because they're like, oh, not Ciennes, not Ciennes. Yeah, every time. You know, every time. Well, and it's like, I think the people that get to know us or, like, see us um, end up remembering um, at least the band name. Yeah. Hopefully a melody or two. You know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, at least the band
1: name. I mean it's it's definitely a uh, Yeah. It's definitely more more of a like personal connection thing more than it is like a mass uh advertisement thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean the music we make is definitely yeah. definitely reflects that. Yeah. It's not so. it's more more about just um expressing things personally than it is about um You know uh, communicating to like a mass audience you know we're really we're just here we're all musicians and we all have plans to do other other big things um and Nauseans is kind of like we're here just making music with each other and being creative and expressing um sort of the feelings we have just living here in Hattiesburg Mississippi um you know there's uh it's, it's you know definitely you know. definitely um, <laughs> like, easily yeah, uh,
2: uh, <laughs> but uh, no definitely I mean it's it's. Um, I don't I, I guess it would maybe it would maybe be an understatement to say that this is like practice for like you know where we're going later yeah. but I mean it is like I don't know it, all that aside it's really good that we found each other yeah Um, we all
1: click really well Mm -hmm. Um, I mean it's like whenever we put together songs um, some of them we write kind of right beforehand and then some of them we just like have a partial idea but we put together stuff really quick um, because we all kind of communicate on the same level musically yeah and we have been playing together for a while
2: so it's just the process has just gotten easier yeah and
1: it's like um one of, I guess one of our gimmicks for playing local shows, one of the ways we get people out, I think, is um, that
0: we kind of we play a new song basically yeah. every show, pretty much. I um, saw you guys get like this kind of country type song the last show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tony, <laughs> Tony, uh, Tony Pinello wrote that one. Yeah, that's our bass uh, player. Pretty pretty insane song. I saw it on the stage because like I could kind of hear you guys. It's close by. Yeah, like play the country one. Yeah. You guys <laughs> all gave this look yeah. like fuck no. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That song, that song is like right up Hal's alley. Just, oh yeah, I it's like, like noisy country, and so. it's country.
2: It's country and post-punk mixed together, and, <laughs> and like noisy. Yeah, it's it's like it's pretty much me in a song, even though I didn't write it. <laughs> I think Tony wrote it for you. He was channeling you, kind of. Yeah, like Willie Nelson and Ian Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a for <laughs> <away>. God. <laughs> <you're terrible. laughs> You never know <laughs> no I'm pretty sure I know that's
0: not happening anyways I, I will say the first time I saw you guys I was blown away because I knew you guys like, I'm, like I have a vague idea who you guys were but seeing mm-hmm. you guys I was like dude this is the best band I've seen here like thank you especially was... um, as the song uh, is it frame by frame the way it kind of like dent 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 yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. yeah, yeah, that's yeah I, I love that damn song dude thank it's you yeah. thank yeah. you, you so much
1: um, that's probably my favorite as well, like, of the new ones that we're playing, like, mm-hmm. Tony showed me that song, and I was just like, whoa, this mm-hmm. is probably one of the coolest, like, nasian songs we've ever had. Did it, like, start
0: with the bass line? Um,
1: it starts with the drums. Yeah. And then it's guitar, um... Which
3: actually, actually
2: by the way, if you like the drum beat at the beginning of that song, uh, Autolux. Check out the band Autolux. Oh, did okay, I know Autolux? Yeah. yeah. Blues. Style um, yeah. Blues. We literally just ripped the drum beat from that. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Future Future Perfect is like one of my top 10 like favorite albums ever. So, yeah, I and like that um that song does a really good or er, not train style blues, but frame by frame our song does a really good job of I think showing what we're all about, which is like, I mean, there's some really beautiful melodies. Yeah, Quinn gets to play some really like, you know, groovy yeah, cool groovy yeah, yeah drums and i um it's very harmonic I get to, as well yeah definitely the the harmonic movement like the chords are very i don't know
1: it's, that's very tony that's <laughs> <And> <got laughs> very and it's got the like uh catchy guitar riff like right in the middle there that's oh, yeah like the one you just said. Yeah. it's literally like everybody remembers that whenever they're like What's that song? That they sing that riff. It's, yeah,
0: it's extremely dancey, but it's yeah. also like very uplifting when it gets to that bridge part. It's, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, if, yeah. If we didn't have Quinn as a drummer, then <laughs> like, we, we probably couldn't pull that off. <laughs>
2: no, definitely not. I mean,
1: Quinn, Quinn is like hands down probably my favorite drummer. Drummer in uh, Hattiesburg.
2: Yeah, so. no, he's he's just really good at making songs just feel natural, and I love. I love playing with drummers like him because I just I don't even have to think twice about the groove Yeah, it's or like, just the general like you know the I mean the the rhythm like the backbone of the song yeah. I, I just have I can focus completely on just you yeah. know
1: playing stupid guitar stuff <laughs> which I love doing and uh, so. you know like Quinn um, gets pretty into like the details of his drum parts like I've I've never actually like met a drummer who thinks about just a specific handful of hits like in a song yeah. the way he does he's he's not thinking about like showing off he's thinking about like how yeah. a little like hi-hat hit or um, like hitting the bell or um, doing a tom roll here and there is like affecting the song like he he plays for the song and not yeah. for himself yes and uh, like he, he plays to express um, the feeling of the song and like that's you know, I've played with so many drummers that are, like, super impressive. And yeah. they just chop out. But then they don't have the feel. Yeah. That's cool. But, like, um, whenever whenever we're, like, writing music and making music, you know, the people that I want to work with are the ones that are going to, like, empathize with the song. True. And make it into, uh, like, play along with it instead of playing against it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, like... Uh,
2: you know a drummer not like Quinn who likes to chop out a ton would you know try to do all this stuff that you know would go against the nature of the song yeah it's a little unpredictable working with people who are just very all over the place yeah Yeah, and it's it's honestly terrible I hate I hate (laughs) (laughs) I hate playing with
0: people like that so would you guys describe yourself as virtuosos no no (laughs) no 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 no. very far from it um, have you, you've you heard me play, right? <laughs> uh, dude, I, I've seen you play, and it's like, like, the rest of the band is, like, in this groove mindset, and you're over here, just fucking <laughs> animated like a <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? What is he, is he into something? What is yeah. yeah,
2: no, I get, I get kind of, like, tunnel vision when I'm playing. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I get tunnel vision and I uh, I mean like I'm definitely I've trained myself to be to be better at, you know, like also listening to what they're doing mm-hmm. and not just you know it's, yeah. it's not like
1: we're playing like two separate songs <laughs> like I'm playing a different song over there and you. Yeah. No, I'm I'm else. definitely glad you finally learned how to play the same thing twice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, coming up with guitar parts has gotten a lot
2: easier. I mean, because honestly, before I, before I joined Nauseans, I didn't even, I didn't know, I didn't know, like, anything about songwriting, to mm-hmm. be really honest, yeah. I mean, like, the band that I was in before, it's like, we, we would... Very unconventional. Yeah, and I would like... Say, I would say you were still very intuitive, though. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I'd been playing music for a while, but uh, I just, I mean, I didn't know, like, I didn't know how to, like... Get out there with the verse chorus, verse chorus, bridge yeah. chorus. You know yeah. format. Yeah, and playing with the Pinellas has definitely been a very good experience and learning how to do that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, um, like I, uh, I think for me, if we're just talking about sort of what we've learned from doing all of this. Yeah. Um, for me, I've just learned how to enjoy playing in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I gotta say, it's it's pretty nerve-wracking at first. It um, is. But... definitely is. You just kind of get addicted to it, yeah. you know? It's something you can't really stop doing, and eventually... <laughs> eventually, you get to the point where, like, being on stage is kind of like the only time you feel normal, you know? Yeah, it's I, mean, like I, I so I've got to stuff. the point where I play gigs, and, like,
2: I hate it when you know there's no one in the crowd because I realize that there's nothing to feed off of yeah. yeah oh yeah you
1: know I mean it's it's kind of the worst feeling you just I I mean you just fight it though um it's like uh that, at that point like you just have to like dig inside of yourself and like pull out that energy yeah. you know
2: which just, takes a
0: lot out of you but yeah. it's, it's definitely a skill that's worth having
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> at least every notion so I've been to I've seen these people just sort of just there just to yeah. observe and be in awe it Seems <laughs> like stop stop <laughs> <laughs> this entire podcast will be like yeah let me stop you one second you guys are great <laughs> yeah. so back to what i was saying but, <laughs> Can us feel
2: good about it sometimes. Jesus stop. man I, that's like the whole thing about indie rock we're not supposed to <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. it's like we can't write anymore Mm-hmm. if we start. <laughs> yeah, I know. <it's laughs> so, I'm so glad the album, like, you guys released it the other day. Like, I was yeah. not expecting that. But, I mean, you guys did change your profile picture, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> something's, something's missing. Up, <laughs> up, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it was like, um at a certain point, it was like, we had just kind of been working on it for so long. And I yeah. just, over the past couple weeks, I've just been, like, working putting together all of the materials like the artwork and um uh doing all that like side work that comes with just releasing an album yeah um i'd like to give a thanks to chip cooley who uh did the really cool monotype on the cover oh yeah mm. um and and also like we can't go without talking about Tony here. Like we've talked yeah. about Quinn a little bit. Okay,
2: <laughs> Tony is the reason the album sounds as good as it does. Yeah,
1: or kind of the reason it exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I think I think we all um, between Quinn, Hal, and I like we we do have some skill with recording, but Tony has a very natural ear for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like if if we're being honest, I have no skill at recording at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, uh, I'm honestly terrible at it, uh, Yeah. because I just, I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about it.
1: Yeah, and if you, if you talk to Tony about it, Tony's like, you know, um, at a certain point he's like, oh, it sounds awful, but I'm just gonna, you know, it's done, I can't do yeah. anything about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, like, I actually, I was, with the way that he talked about it and with the fact that it's, like, the first album, like. I've ever been involved with. It took me a long time to, like, sit down and listen to it after it had been done. Um, I was actually really afraid to listen to it. Like, oh, this is going to be so bad. <laughs> I listened to it the first time, and it was bad. But the second time, I was like, okay, this is actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that first time time—that first time you listen to something you've made, it's just, like, you're, like, honing in on all of those Every mistakes. Se- problems you've made. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, like... You're taught. You're thinking about like how pitchy your voice is, or uh, and and like none of that matters. You know, it's like um, that's just kind of a part of making music, yeah. and you know, you just kind of make the promise, I'll do better next time, kind yeah. of thing. But I, for some reason, when it comes to my own voice and my own music, I get really, uh, really self conscious about it, and I fight it, but. I will say I am very proud of the way that album turned out. Like I'm especially like proud of how um, some of the like production flourishes that Tony did um, uh, despite the fact that I told him not to, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this anyway. <laughs> And he did overlaying like thirty vocal tracks <laughs> on top of each other. Like, yeah, weird, just
2: weird, like Tony shit. I was, yeah, I was <laughs> like... It's only, tony, only I just, tony. I just,
1: I w- just kind of want to keep this like a guitar rock album. Yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking. But and he's like, like, no, I want to put piano on <laughs> and auto harp and saxophone too. And saxophone. Well, I will say, like, I was, I was initially. Uh, pretty opposed to the saxophone but um, when I finally like sat down and listened to the whole album like as soon as the saxophone solo comes in uh, I'm
0: just like okay this is pretty great (laughs) (laughs) so so, so you guys you were going for like a stripped back sound but it's so funny because like when I I hear you guys it doesn't Mm. sound that stripped back (laughs) it sounds like there's these layers even though it's only four people Yeah. yeah and that's like I mean a lot of those
2: A lot of those layers are just courtesy of one person, (laughs) and that's like Tony just adding all of that extra stuff. I mean, he really is. I I don't
1: know. He's gonna hate if I call him this, but I really do think Tony's a genius. Yeah, probably. I I think uh, whenever we're learning one of Tony's songs, it takes a little bit longer to figure it out because he's um, like with some songs, he's kind of he's got the overall structure and everything figured out. Like with frame by frame. Yeah. He had that figured out, yeah. And whenever we brought that to this to the group, I was like, "Okay, this song is great, and you guys need to play it exactly how Tony wants you to play it." Um, But there are other songs of his that are less figured out that take just a lot longer, given the kind of material he's working with is a lot more um, unfamiliar, Mm -hmm. Um, like the country one, for instance, that we played at the last show. I clicked with it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) He shut up. Um, like, yeah, no, Hal, Hal got that one immediately. Um, but for me and Quinn, like, that one was a little stranger because we, like, we didn't grow up listening to country music like Hal has. Mm. Um, and uh, so, like, it took us a lot longer to sort of figure out what the song is and what we can do with it. Um, and, like, so with Tony's songs, they're just, uh, they're just denser and a little bit harder for us to figure out. With my songs, I usually kind of, I bring them in. I have like my guitar part figured out, maybe a bass line, maybe a drum groove or something. Um, but I try to keep it as open as possible so that everybody can interpret, um, interpret it in a way that feels satisfying to them. Mm-hmm. Because um, when I try to like control and write every part, um, then it ends up like the band ends up sounding like completely, like not Nauseans it's like it's a different band um, so part of part of like that quote unquote sound is Tony <laughs> it's Tony it's just Mark. being being him and yeah. kind of having an influence on the whole band musically I um, mean creatively um, and then the other part is just me like not getting in the way of that <laughs> <laughs> I have a question so who wrote uh, the majority of the lyrics on the album Um, me. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I wouldn't say, like, um, that's my strength or forte, but it's, I'm, like, the only one in the band who does it. (laughs) (laughs) So so what Um, do you think
0: is your favorite song you wrote on the album? Um, I mean, I would have two favorites.
1: If we're talking lyrics, um, Castle on the Camp Street, um, because, and this is, uh, this kind of gets into like you know the topic of subtext but um castle on camp street was an interesting song to me especially to start with the album with because it's it's about this particular house on camp street that's like this gigantic pink Pink castle pink castle (laughs) and and you can't say pink castle (laughs) too quickly or else you'll say pink castle (laughs) (laughs) which I started calling it and Nick got
2: really self-conscious. Oh yeah I got really <laughs> So amazed. he started yeah. calling it Castle on Camp Street. So.
1: but it's like if you've ever seen this this house, it's like stylistically inconsistent. Yeah like, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's weird. And uh, it was something that I for some reason, as soon as I saw it, like it just had an effect on me and I was just like, for some reason, this identifies with our music. (laughs) Stylistically inconsistent. (laughs) So, uh, that's that's a true statement. And, uh, like, weird. And, that was kind of, um, like, that was kind of the beginning of this idea that, somehow, maybe subconsciously, we're, like, um, having a musical conversation about the place that we live in. Yeah, Where there's, like, It's just weird, and there's a lot going (laughs) on. You know, there's there's a lot of different people who like stylistically just who they are clashes, Um, and uh, it's it's kind of strange to have in like a small town like Hattiesburg, Um, but that's uh, I feel like um, the music in many ways communicates more sometimes than the lyrics do. Um, To me, at least, I. I think there's there's things that you can learn and that you can feel from music that you can't get from lyrics, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a lot of a lot of what we do is like communicating that feeling of just like driving around Hattiesburg or being in Hattiesburg or getting to know people from Hattiesburg who are just either just have come from like wildly different backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, and there's almost like this Southern Gothic feel to this town. Mm-hmm. Um, when you walk around it, it's like, uh, people, you know, try Or whenever people make music about Hattiesburg, sometimes they're, they're like trying to be uplifting and that's cool. Yeah. But sometimes I just want to like look at the town and say, this place is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: Cause uh, it really is. It's, it's so different from
1: every other place in Mississippi.
2: Oh yeah. It's so much better than Oxford. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just Oxford. <laughs> Oxford does
1: have some cool stuff going on. I'll say that.
2: Yeah, it's just I don't know. I've I haven't met nicer people in a town than I've met in Haverford. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. I mean, just and just different things about it. I just really, I just really enjoy. You yeah. know. The fact that, like, we like, we had, a, like, a Pride Festival yeah, yeah. this past uh, October, I think. Yeah, early October. Yeah. And, um, there are clubs that have, like, nights, like, you know, uh, devoted to, like, being, like,
1: like... I want to <laughs> pick a better word than gay bar, but, like... <laughs> clubs devoted to being gay, like... Like, the Yellow Fiddle at one time was kind of... Yeah, and, like, Benny's Boom Room has, has, uh,
2: I don't know, it's, it's something that, like, I've grown up in Mississippi my entire life, and it's, like, really nice to see that a town, you know, at least sort of embraces that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's something that we have to make, that we have to clarify, Hattiesburg isn't always a place that appreciates its diversity. Um, yeah. And uh, I feel like it could do a lot better job doing that. It's but it
2: certainly does a better job than a lot of other places. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Agreed. <laughs> I will say I've been other places in Mississippi and they all feel like kind of stereotypical Mississippi once yeah. I go yeah. those places. But here it just it doesn't feel like yeah. any other yeah, place here.
2: It's true. No, no it's, that's very true. The dream of Portland is a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> Lots of... I've met lots of very... Just... Just... <laughs> unique people? Unique, yeah. yeah unique. Definitely, <laughs> definitely unique <laughs> people. Um, lots of forward-thinking people. Mm-hmm. Um... Lots of one-eyed, one-toed, flying purple people. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I've met those people, too. <laughs> I and mean, you can't find them anywhere else in
1: oh, Only here. Yeah, <laughs> only here, yeah. Mm-hmm. But
3: yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of it may be the New Orleans influence. I think so. Um, we're very close to New Orleans, but we also have... We're also a college town, which... Yeah. But we're also not a college town that has, like, the, the rebel as... A, uh, mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a mascot. A pretty that... pretty nondescript. We it's have the... Seymour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seymour the Eagle, the Golden Eagle. Yeah. Offends no one. Yeah, <laughs> really. Except maybe <laughs> golden eagles. Maybe <laughs> golden
0: There's an enclave with those somewhere that's just yeah. wild yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is just
1: not an accurate representation of us guys. <laughs> oh,
0: Anyways uh, I yeah. had a spree. I want to know one thing about um, your vocals. It reminds me a lot of Chet Baker. Oh, yeah. I've practiced with Chet Baker
1: records. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, for real. I, um, there was a time when I tried to sing jazz music. Um, and, you know, maybe I maybe there's still hope for me. But uh, <laughs> the, the, guy, the guy that I took the most influence from vocally was Chet Baker. And I, I literally sang along with his records and tried to get the pitch as exact as he did. Um, it, but I mean, like then I would go up in front of people and sing jazz songs, and then completely forget the lyrics. Mm. Um, you know, there's some some sort of mental block I've yet to really solve about memorizing lyrics, um, and you know that that I guess is going to come hopefully in 2017. It's <laughs> one of my resolutions mm-hmm. to properly memorize the things that I'm singing. Um, but yeah, like it's really interesting that you, that you catch that because like that, like, uh, Chet Baker and Tom York, and Mm -hmm. believe it or not, Britt Daniels. Dude, I love uh, Spoon. Yeah. 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 Are the people, are literally the people, um, especially like Spoon and Radiohead are the, the bands that I like sing along with Mm -hmm. on my iPod. Um, but, like, in college, it was Chet Baker. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, you have a good ear. Like, <laughs> clearly, you got a really out, good yeah.
0: ear. I grew up on um that kind of jazz um, music. This is my mom. That was, like, her biggest biggest um, idols. But, really yeah, it just has this... Your voice has this, like, kind of... This innocence to it? No, okay, I don't yeah. the right word. No, yeah. no, no, no <laughs> innocence. That's a
2: really good word. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's you're not... A, yeah,
2: no, you're not going to offend anybody. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I... I I think that's uh, That is a really good quality To have in your voice If you don't want to alienate people
1: Oh yeah But yeah. I, I also think It's kind of the reason Why like Tony Me and Tony's like Drastically different voices Yeah Tony's got like Super bass Yeah Like Ian Curtis kind of voice yeah I think um,
0: uh, is it the song Eerie um, Eerie Eves yeah. well, he just sounds uh, really aggressive <laughs> um, that would be
1: I think that's Moongarden yeah I yeah, think Moongarden Moon Moon but he Garden. just sounds aggressive yeah, I was like he's aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, he's uh, I think that's kind of why it works in like a post-punk setting because you can't have like this sweet innocent like voice all the time yeah you know you gotta have some of that like gnarly um uh, Someone fight. shouting at yeah, you. Yeah, you gotta have somebody yelling at you. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I have dabbled in like um, like shouting and mm-hmm. yelling. We actually we did a cover of Turnover by Fugazi that you went pulled over, that off pretty well. Man. Went over pretty well. Um, but I will say it's like uh, shouting is pretty exhausting. It's like <laughs> it's it's hard to do, um, and uh, I I've heard that. Some people say that if you do it right you're not like using energy. Yeah. Um but uh whenever I did it
0: I was just like after that song I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoever said like the energy thing is complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like that one like soul singing it takes like the life Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> to I think just get that energy level all the time.
1: I think it's kind of a misnomer to say that like um like uh, a music like punk um, is the only music that's about energy because I think all music is about energy. It's all about putting forth a certain kind of energy. Um, so, like whether that energy is in your face or more yes, subdued, that's that's different. I think usually yeah. that's what people are talking about. But I think but there's a quiet bubbling energy that can yeah. exist in in. In music, music that yeah. has no connection to punk at
2: all. Yeah,
1: exactly. Even. It's like um, something that is kind of like rising up to the surface slowly, instead of. Yeah. But it's it takes a lot of um, effort to play most kinds of music. Yeah. Um, regardless of what you're doing, um, and I think, um, and I think I, I don't I don't think anybody's like living in some some bubble where they don't recognize that or anything, yeah. but. You know, I sometimes feel like that's something maybe we should talk about. Like, there's a lot of music um, where people are kind of putting themselves out there and putting their energy out into the world, and sometimes, uh, sometimes we don't recognize that mm-hmm. um, because it's just not maybe not the energy that we're looking for. Or sometimes we say that it's bad. Um, and, I'm am de- uh, definitely guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when in reality, it's just it's just not your thing.
0: You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't I've, know. Some music is just bad. But, well. <laughs> what what, what um, is yeah. your like the bad music playlist? Because uh, <laughs> I've seen you like trash some bands. I'm like, what is House <laughs> the, the
1: trash list? <laughs> Um, we gotta talk about Nickelback for a second. Oh mm-hmm. god, dude, that
0: that's a given right there. Well,
1: it's a given, but but, um... Tony actually Tony actually listened to... Tony actually critically
2: called? listened to...
1: The Longest uh, Road.
2: Long Road to Ruin, I think, or mm-hmm. but What yeah. is it called? I don't remember. The he, the, ru- the, the Ruined Road. The, the
0: Road to Photograph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I feel like I know that thing. The,
2: the what's the name of that
0: album? Um, is like is it the, one the, the car album. going yeah, to exactly, like the yeah, fucking road? Exactly, yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, Tony critically listened to that and concluded that yeah, Nickelback deserves all the hate they get. <laughs> <laughs> from my most assessment, <laughs> yeah, from from a critical musician's point of view, yeah, Nickelback sucks. <laughs> um, That's an interesting thing about Tony. Yeah. He, I mean, he's willing to give anything a shot.
2: Yeah, a, a a not not like not like oh, I'll give it a shot. He's like literally like I'm going to like give this a <laughs> 100.
1: Like yeah, yeah. No, no, like no. his, he's just gonna put himself into it, uh, <laughs> and then he's gonna come back and tell us whether it was worth it or not. You know, and uh, that's that's kind of the thing that's uh, special about him and his his. Where he comes up with his inspiration is um, literally just because he sits down and he'll listen to anything, and he's. I think his goal as a person is to all listen the right to, reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. he listens to <laughs> that's the name of the album. He that's he that's the album. album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh album. I thought you were talking about. He listens to music for all the. <laughs> but he does listen to music for all <laughs> the. <Yeah. way. laughs> no, uh, he. Um, he he will sit down and listen to something and just be completely innocent with his expectations, and mm-hmm. then something something that I strive to do, but I haven't like achieved in the way that he has, um, because he, like I said, he listens to just about anything and everything, and I think his goal as a person is to literally listen to every album on the face <laughs> of the earth, um, and to that's have, gonna take a long you know. time. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, you know, I don't think um, I don't think you can have a Conversation with the guy. um, If you don't like, if you're if you're a fan of music, he's a very easy person to talk to because he knows all the albums that you've listened to. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I guarantee it. You know, he's he's got an opinion on it, and he's gonna tell you. Um, But he's never going to like. uh, He doesn't really even care if you like or dislike the same things that he likes or dislikes. Mm -hmm. Um, It just doesn't. Doesn't click to him that way, you know, um, and that's something, something that I definitely respect in him. Yeah, definitely. I wish I, I wish I had that. Yeah, I, I mean, we both, we both have our like opinions that we really haven't thought out that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is fun and cathartic to just be like, I hate
2: this. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, just there's... like talk about like a certain bit. Mi- like I mean, I like the song "Maps" by AAS. Oh, I hate
0: yeah. that song. I hate that song. I don't. I don't. I kind of. You hate You're in the middle. It's <laughs> like I. Just, it's it's. Maybe it's just the refrain that kind of gets on my nerves. Like okay. they don't love you. Like oh, they, yeah. <laughs> so you don't like it either. Like that.
1: That chorus is just not. It's just not good to me. It's I like, think the guitar work on
2: on that song is really cool. Nick Zinner is a really good guitar player. It's it's okay. It's not, it's not like,
1: of course it's not like, you know, incredible, but well, like, I mean, it just doesn't like, it sounds like an Interpol song until Karen O starts singing. Yeah, I don't know. And out. then, Karen O starts singing and it's okay, but then she gets to the chorus and I'm like, this chorus sucks. <laughs> you know? Mm, mm, mm. So it's just,
0: you know, mm. I just don't like that song and people <laughs> give me shit for it all the time. I mean, so. Hal, you like country music and that's like, most people like, most people I met are not like, Receptive fans of country. So yeah, and what and, and, do you like about country? I'd I'd love to know,
2: man. I, it's, I like how simple it is. You know, like, I listen to those old Buck Owens records. It's like a lot of it's just one four five. It might have like a a secondary dominant. Yeah. Uh, like a like a five of five. Yep. Moving to a five, and then it'll go right back to one four five. But um, one of the things that uh. I mean, the guitar playing is just so cool, (laughs) and I mean, I'm definitely a a guitar player. Yeah, you know, like I'm definitely like not just like like duh, I play guitar, but like (laughs) you know, like some people are musicians who play guitar. Yeah, and some people are like guitar players, Mm -hmm. and like I'm a guitar player, and I'm starting to be a musician now at the (laughs) the (laughs) university. So like it's kinda like two levels that I'm trying to get, you know, up to each other. But like the thing that I like about country music is like it's these really simple chord progressions, but they find all these cool ways Yeah to just embellish them. Yeah. You know, especially you hear that on like the on the instrument, you know, the pedal steel. Yeah. Which is all about just like using all these chord substitutions and and um almost like piano like voicings. Yeah. You know, um Using like chordals and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> over over this like really simple, over these really simple you know chord progressions that you would hear over like nursery rhymes. Yeah. Well. But um. So I like the juxtaposition of like you know this like these people who really really know what they're doing yeah. and could totally like play jazz or something. Yeah. But like instead like taking like these really simple. Yeah, music and, and just using their extensive knowledge to
1: embellish it. Well, and, like, I I didn't grow up listening to Country, but Hal kind of exposed me to some of it. And a lot of it, um, you know, if you listen, it's more just about things fitting together almost perfectly. Lyrically, uh, musically, everything just kind of fits, yeah. like, in a very, like, pleasing way, almost mm-hmm almost like Bach you know Bach is like people literally listen to it because it's mathematically perfect it's, yeah you know it's <laughs> pretty much everything fits together in such a satisfying way it's like watching one of those oddly satisfying gifs where the square is like mm, yeah. spinning and it's like <laughs> lowering into a slot and it's just like it fits perfectly
2: so good exactly man. like when they hit that like when they hit like that four chord of the four, uh-huh. and they go back and it's like, yeah. it's literally like a, like a square going, and yeah. they're like, oh, And they just do it over and over again. <laughs> <and over. laughs> satisfying. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, most of what I like is more, like, like, alt-country stuff, and like, cow punk. Yeah. Like, like, uh, Uncle Tupelo, and, you know, the rattier side of, of uh, country music where, like... Like modern people country are, music. Yeah, well, no, I don't mean, like... I don't like, no. I don't <laughs> like, like national yeah. music. No, no, no I, yeah, really I mean, don't like, modern... Like that. The,
1: the raw side of the modern country is what I meant.
2: Yeah, to some extent. I think some of that can even be too uh, influenced by the Nashville sound and mm-hmm. end up sounding really, really stale. Yeah. Um, I feel that. But, uh... I mean, like, whether... I mean, there are people who say like they love Wilco and like they'll say they hate country music. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you you kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you definitely. I mean, you, you're just not listening to the right stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: I think that that's with most genres. If if you say you don't you don't like it, it's more or less because you just haven't found the right stuff, the stuff that speaks to mm-hmm. you. Because I think. Every genre has some music that can speak to everyone and their experiences. It just, it takes more work than it's worth sometimes to some people. Because there will always be outliers that get lumped in with a genre that don't
2: even really sound anything like the genre that they're, you know, lumped in with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it may just be, like, the ethos that they have that, um... Lumps them in with a certain genre. Yeah, and like I mean, like you know, people would say like beat happening is like, you know, that's like independent music. That's like yeah. punk. You know, it's like, like beat happening is not punk at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just have like they just had like an independent you know spirit about them where right? yeah. you know that was um
1: that was reminiscent of it.
2: Yeah, that was reminiscent of, like, punk bands, like, you know, like, yeah. Wire and, yeah, you know, the New York Dolls, like, Proto Punk, and, like, mm-hmm. these bands that, like, didn't really know exactly what they were doing, yeah. but, you know, they were going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Making something interesting. Yeah, know, out of just... the simple tools that they had,
0: which I think Wire was incredible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's But, anyways... I was thinking about simplicity and, like, the two genres I think people probably would lump together that I think are kind of similar. Um, is soul music and indie rock. Because I, I believe that indie rock, at its core, is really more about the emotional integrity of the person who's, like, delivering the message. Mm-hmm. So where, you know, and the thing the same thing with soul music. Soul music yeah. is not okay. all the time. It's complicated, but it's really yeah. about emotional integrity. And yeah. if the song might be simplistic and wide and groove, but there's yeah. the same kind of emotional integrity in both those genres. And there have
1: actually been some recent like, smash-ups of the genre, like yeah. bands that kind of get together and play like an indie rock version of soul. Mm. Um, and uh, I, for one, don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's pretty badass. There was actually one band, and I wish I could remember the name, that sounded like they were writing the soundtrack to like a quentin tarantino film <laughs> so they had that like indie rock quality but uh just in the fact that they were sort of reflecting quentin tarantino but yeah. they were like pursuing sort of the like soul um, r&b style um, of music that uh, tarantino usually uses hmm. yeah i mean definitely uh, there's no
2: you know, indie rock and stuff and not the genre where tons of virtuosos, <laughs> uh, t- tons of yeah. virtuoso musicians are, uh, you know, playing on, 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 these records. So, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, the emotional integrity isn't shrouded by, you know, shredding. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, how, how amazing the control of, you know, the
1: vocalist's yeah. voices or how the, You know, choppy the drummer. (laughs) Um, I think I think all most music that I've listened to, even like instrumental stuff, does have like um, an emotional integrity to it. Sometimes it's just less. It's not as not as intense as um, soul music or or indie rock. Just um, sometimes it's more like you know, like a record like Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. To me, felt more like this. Just kind of feels like. You know like that that general feeling of not quite sadness just like hmm, it's just a day yeah you know that's you're kind of blue like it, it literally <laughs> is the music reflects that feeling yeah um, it's less intense but I, you know I guess you could say there's also like an emotional integrity to that just reflecting an emotion that we feel but not one that's um, generally is desirable to express
2: but probably one more relatable.
1: Yeah. More exactly. immediately
2: relatable. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's pretty much people's genuine or just mm-hmm. general mood. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not like super happy or super sad, just kind of yeah, just, coasting. Yeah, just normal. You can tap into that immediately. Yeah. You know, if you listen to a really warm, happy record, if you're not feeling warm and happy, then you're not, <laughs> you like not going to get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, man, these people must have felt amazing.
1: I wish I could feel like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, same goes with, like, really depressing music, like Joy Division. Um, surprisingly, for a long time, I I listened to Unknown Pleasures and Closer, and I was like, I sort of enjoy these albums, but I don't, like, really feel them. Yeah. Until, you know, uh, I think this, like um, like, at a certain point in my life, I just, like, experienced some things that were... That for some reason I listen to Closer and I'm like this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this just feels cool. yeah, right. This yeah, this exactly, kind of, yeah, exactly. it just it just kind of like um, negates uh, negates feelings of like uh, depression or sadness um, in a way. And I think sometimes like sad music gets overlooked by a lot of people um, because they've never like experienced yeah, that yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. And when they do, like. You know that kind of music is a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. It you know, really it's is good for you. Um, it really is to to sort of like to to express those feelings in somebody else's music. But you know, like most people, just they they'll never never really experience that. You know, I don't I don't
0: think. I haven't had that like uh, experience with like Joy Division but I definitely will say like um, the, is it the Taurus on the last song on OK Computer by the Radiohead? yes yeah that song is like I was like this makes so much fucking sense <laughs>
1: yeah that's a that's like uh, I think one of my favorite albums all the way through I just it's nearly perfect nearly perfect um, OK Computer is incredible um, just there's a lot of albums that I like where it's got a it's really great up front but like it ends not quite so well like um you know an album that i actually liked a lot was uh modern vampires of the city by vampire weekend Mm -hmm. great album but i wasn't really convinced by the ending it's just really abrupt um and uh and maybe maybe there's like something there that i missed or something like that but Um, I felt like the album was pretty good up until like the last two or three songs maybe Hmm. um and uh and not that it was like bad it just like okay computer stands as an example of an album that starts off well and ends off like even better Hmm. you know
0: true what would you say
1: is your guys top influences then if I'm asked um I guess for the last album um Unwound uh, Yeah Unwound was a was Big, a, big influence a, Unwound has been A big one for
2: me For a while
1: um, Radiohead Definitely Yeah
2: Definitely uh, Preoccupations
1: Yeah Is a Via big Kong. one Yeah Like, like Viet Cong Preoccupations we, we stole a couple Things from them Oh yeah <laughs> um, well, What else uh, I think those were Those were like The main bands That we were Polvo, Is I think yeah. Another big one Yeah Okay yeah Polvo. Uh,
2: because, I, just anything that has to, like, we like a lot, I, I like a lot of 90s guitar rock. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think that spills out into the general songwriting process. Yeah, yeah. For definitely. when you guys are writing songs, you keep us in mind, um, the rest of the band.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> You're like, this song is good, but Dinosaur Jr. would have yeah. <laughs> put a buzz on here. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite band, actually, personally.
2: Hmm. That's that Dinosaur Junior is a band that means a lot to me. Yeah. I uh saw them back in September and it was uh everything that I wanted it to be.
1: <laughs> was it loud? I bet you was. Oh, good lord. I
2: stu- I stuffed my ears with tissue paper from the bathroom. <laughs> <and> the <toilet laughs> <laughs> Towel, towel, pa- paper towels. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's like what's the what's the word? Yeah, so I mean, like, I, we got there and it was just like three full stacks. Of a <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I know I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, you know,
1: I bet you damascus is just like he did not hear a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I mean, I know he's blind too because yeah, like yeah, his setlist. So like he the the writing of the songs is. Yeah, I mean, like each song is written. Each song title is written like that big. <laughs> so, oh man, he can probably only smell.
0: No I mean, it's like a little sense he has left. <laughs> I thought it was cool with you that you had like um, uh, you had like the lyrics at yeah. the bottom. Yeah, because like I saw the set list and then I also saw the lyrics too.
1: Yeah, uh, occasionally I have to cheat. <laughs> uh, it Goes back to my New Year's resolution of memori- properly memorizing lyrics, but also. Um, I think I changed them a lot um, before we re- like record a final version. I'm just like constantly trying new stuff with the song to see what works. Um, and eventually like when we get to the recording of the song, the lyrics are just gonna be final and I'm just not gonna like touch them ever again yeah but I think I, I just like the freedom of just being able to like sing a different version of the song every time. Um, so sometimes I have to have, Um, unless I'm like particularly satisfied with the way the lyrics came out like um, I just like to have that to be able to just okay write a new set of lyrics for this show you know Um, and most people don't end up hearing it and occasionally I end up like mumbling my way through a line or two Um, and it's and sometimes like I sing a line in a live show that I'm like okay I'm gonna keep that um, or something like that, you know, just something that felt right uh, with the song. So it's like, it goes along with that. Um, I keep the general idea of the story that I'm telling, um, and then I just sort of explore my various options with that. Um, it's just sort of the way that I've found works with my writing. I would also like to add, like, I mean, our,
2: our influences are very. Our, our Incredibly varied. hmm Uh, you know, not just, like, a bunch of, just guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, uh, I was gonna say 20th century classical music. Has, yeah, some effect on our music. Definitely uh, me and Tony. I, I got really into 20th century classical music last, um... The last, in the last year or so.
1: Yeah. I would, um... I would definitely say, like, um... If we're talking, um... If we're talking, like, classical music, um... People who've had a big influence on me, um, like Rebel, yeah, like City, definitely, um, and especially um, Debussy. Although some people pronounce it Debussy, Debussy. and Debussy, Debussy. Debussy. yeah, <laughs> yeah, Debussy. And like I've been called out for calling him Debussy, but I literally heard a Debussy professional, like somebody who, who scholar, yeah, a scholar who like pronounced it Debussy, and mm-hmm. so I like started calling it Debussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the professional. <laughs> yeah, and, Definitely then, and then one of my professors the, called me out on it, and I was just like, I don't, okay. Was it <laughs> Uh It was Soraldo, actually. Okay, that's funny. He, he like, made fun of me for
0: it. <laughs> 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 He's like, don't you mean Debussy?
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, a uh, lot's, uh, uh, Quinn almost only uh, uh, listens to music that grooves. Um, mm, lot pretty of much exclusively, lot of, like
1: house, deep house. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of patronata makes you know, so a lot of
2: hip hop, yeah. um, electronic stuff. Oh yeah, that's Quinn. I mean, and Quinn, Quinn always calls what we listen to white people <laughs> 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 music. Um,
0: I think I remember one day you were like asking, like, what are some hip hop albums I should get? Yeah, no, 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 no. That was uh, that was Randy. That was Randy. And yeah. I,
1: I have definitely like. Um, parroted off that thread and yeah. i've been listening to some of those records um and uh i discovered um uh, a tribe called quest Oh, <laughs> <dude>, that's <is laughs> my f- first time favorite hip-hop of all time oh
2: dude like the low end theory is quickly becoming
0: yeah. one of my favorite albums like that's I've some been listening to a shit. ton of the low end theory lately I think like the first because uh, I I heard it as a kid but I didn't really get it. But, like the yeah, first yeah. time I heard bugging out and he's boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom and it just they like, drum hits and so I was like, dude, this is the yeah. shit. That's the one with a really strong yeah. bass line. Yeah. Then it's Ron, yeah, it's probably Ron Carter
2: playing it, like, because Ron Carter played on that record. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I've actually um
1: um no, no no no, I haven't I haven't met Ron Carter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I met Rufus Wainwright oh that's I was cool was a jazz musician from New York um, uh, whenever I went to like a jazz mm-hmm. camp jazz camp <laughs> I went to
0: jazz I was one of those kids in high school I went to jazz camp <laughs> bitches brew was playing in the background constantly oh, yeah, <laughs> we just got down was, jazz camp you know bro. the crazy shit that happened there and so
1: many so many tritone substitutions <laughs> 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 that's some crazy shit right
2: there. that's where Nick first experimented with triceps <laughs>
0: just oh. a, a jazz camp <laughs> oh god <laughs> so, so would you say jazz is like enormously affected your guys music oh yeah yes um
1: I definitely you know I, I've just grown up listening to it um you know it was just the music that was in my house because my yeah. dad's a jazz professor um, it's even, even if I weren't like uh, if, even if I were like trying intentionally trying to like get rid of that influence I just couldn't mm-hmm. because that's uh, infected sort of the way I think about music and I can't, can't get past um, thinking about music very in, in, in the same way that like jazz musicians think yeah. about it where the music communicates more than the lyrics do um, where it, it's all about um, the melody and the harmony and the, the rhythmic interaction um, and that's something that has kind of like affected the way that I write music definitely I I'm, I can't use regular chords now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, regular I mean, E? not good uh, no, I, can, <laughs> I can I can but it weirdly enough I just don't feel good about it yeah. and it's like I, I have no problem with people who do that it's just it's not me whenever yeah. I write music. I just can't do it and feel good and, like, express something with that. I have to, like... I have to be coming up with something that kind of works on my inner ear um, in a way.
2: I think that's... When when you said, you know, Ravel and, yeah. and Satie and, and Debussy were big influences, I mean, they, they didn't look at just a chord as, like, a cut-and-dry chord. You know? oh, yeah. They had all these extensions because they were looking at, you know, colors. Yep. And, like... I would be really unhappy if I was playing in a band that only used black and white. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think because that's what those that's what those chords represent to yeah. me it, with ex- with all those extensions. I mean, it really is like I look at it as colors.
1: Yeah, I think um, the last the last <sighs> band that even like really came close to like getting that sort of harmonic color was probably Grizzly Bear, and there's really oh. not. Not a whole lot of bands If you look outside of um, Like Flying Lotus And that whole like um, And Thundercat, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah That Like that Music scene aside yeah. Like most of America Just kind of ignores um, The power of Harmony on just How you feel You know it's like um, That's something It's just something that's important to me And I feel like uh, Definitely it, i say that um, Go ahead
0: a uh, funny story I actually met the dude from Grizzly Bear <laughs> when really? I was in New Orleans I was walking wow. down this, down the street with me and my friend and I was like that guy looks so awfully damn familiar Man, was, I was just, which like, one did you meet? Was the lead it, like, singer yeah. oh wow yeah and I was okay. like he just looked pissed off oh, yeah. <laughs> he looked angry to be there I was like hey dude I didn't want to say aren't you the dude who does two weeks? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh Jesus he got, the one song he would have been furious <laughs> <laughs> it's like the knife? yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, artsier
1: bands. Yeah, they were, bands. They were definitely a, a a band that I listened to a lot. Of. I wouldn't say they were like a big influence on me musically because I think a lot of the stuff that infected them as musicians infected me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, before I got into that record. Um, um, Unwound uses a ton of oh, yeah. interesting chords yeah and I'm, I'm sad to say Polvo that does too I discovered them so late in life like I wish I had grown up with them because they're such a great band yeah, yeah.
2: it's incredibly they're like Fugazi I mean they, every
1: record is, is yeah very much so worth listening to yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely I think I think part of what makes people like Fugazi so much uh, beyond um, the cultural and like um uh social justice aspect of it. Um, I think the harmony like plays a big part. Oh yeah. Fugazi no. Fugazi, Fugazi, yeah, Fugazi is so loved. Does some very interesting stuff. Um and I, I don't I think people kinda downplay harmony. that a little bit, but I think <laughs> harmony is literally the feeling of the music. It's the, the emotional backbone. It's like
2: There's there can be so much tension created. Yeah. And resolved correctly if you know what you're doing. Like I don't they, like People are like no i only have to i can only express that you know through the lyrics and like how i sing it's like no like there's a whole that's a part of it that's definitely yeah definitely definitely but that's like i mean that's only just a part of the equation yeah you know there's so much of that to be had
0: in in the musical side of it
3: yeah
0: i guess that's probably like where it's it's a lot even though it's a lot easier like to sing with emotion it's a lot Mm -hmm. harder to play with emotion especially with jazz musicians because they yeah
1: uh, it's a lot of times jazz music is just. Shut genoted. the feel off. And yeah, just, yeah, People just mean, call it uh, elevator music. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and it's like. Sometimes deserved yeah. you know, for some music. Occasionally. And it, it doesn't like bother me when somebody says that, you know, oh, when I hear you play at it, T Bones, it's like it sounds like elevator music. But mm-hmm. what does bother me is when somebody just says jazz in general does. Because there are a lot of musicians. That worked their asses off, yeah. and they were like, um, they were fighting for their rights as people and as musicians through their music, and it bothers me sometimes that people just write that off as like, elevator. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, you know like
2: I haven't heard just, just something that you just that that you're supposed to tune out because yeah. that's exactly what
1: they were saying. Please don't tune me out. Yeah, i yeah. um, yeah. just because I'm not singing like is not a reason to tune somebody somebody's music out. Either. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, <laughs> I kind of experienced that
2: being in an instrumental band
1: before yeah. I was in Nauseans because I was in the empty handed painters. Yeah. It's like the voice is general, a natural, something that naturally like grabs our attention. People are like, Oh, I have a voice too. I can really to <laughs> that. They, they, can, they can feel that empathetically. Yeah. And I think, I think the musicians that have like, that reflect the human voice the most are the ones that sort of get the most attention. Um... But, uh, but sometimes there's like, there's conceptual aspects to music as well that are like just ignored because like, you know, people kind of have this belief that you shouldn't have to think about your music. Um, and I feel like, you know, any given experience in music you have is just going to be different and you have to come, come at it with different expectations and you have to sometimes listen to that music a lot to understand what expectations you should be coming to it with. Um, yeah. And there's a lot, of, a lot of people that deserve to be listened to because they're exploring something in music that previously hasn't really been explored.
0: I, I'll concur. <laughs> <laughs> you had me a loss of words. I was like, yeah, he's said it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. What is some of you guys' other favorite Hasbro bands? Cause
2: oh, man. Uh, I, my favorite band in Mississippi is Dumbspell.
1: Dumbspell is great. Um, I really love the renders.
0: The renders uh,
2: are
1: great. Uh, Dream Colt is a great band. Uh, May Queen. May Queen. Oh, love May Queen. May Queen is great. Um, Empty Handed Painters, like, post-Hal, is... (laughs) (laughs) Empty Handed Painters post-Hal
2: is so much better than Empty Handed Painters (laughs) with Hal. (laughs) Tony
1: Tony is mixing their record, and it is really good. Mm, Yeah. um, Definitely. Nick Maloney is one of the most talented people I know. Oh, yeah. Like, just intuitively the most brilliant people I know. He's like... Um he's he's honestly uh, he's honestly he and Tony are just like uh, two peas in a pod like they're one of a kind or two of a kind I guess I don't know. Um, what else like, uh, what are, what are wild frames games? are great. Wild frames are good.
2: Um, um All the punk bands I really like a lot. Yeah. Uh, big bleach baghead. Uh, Judy Judy, and Judy the Dricks, jerks yeah. is another is a good one. They, they're new on the them, scene, but and yeah, they have some great riffs.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, There's a lot of bands I still haven't seen yet. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of, a lot of. Under know, orbit, under orbit, blew me away. yeah, the last yeah, time I saw. Them. Steletone oh, no no yeah, can't forget that. Stellatone, too. Stelaton, badass. The Steletones new Stellatone record bad. is like that. Um, Kind of reflects their live sound better than any of the records they've ever done. Like that's that's actually what they sound like when they play. Um, whereas their records, um, like they're great, but that one just has like it just nails it. You know, like to a T. Stephen Curley is something else, man. Oh yeah, man. I actually, I told Brad, um, I actually liked seeing them. Play as a trio, even though Stephen Curley hates playing Stellatone as a trio. <laughs> I like it because I kind of like seeing how he like solves just not having another guitar in there. Yeah, because he's he's a lot more uh, he's a lot smarter than he. Uh, let on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a musician, he's oh he knows yeah. how to fill the space. Oh he yeah. He just doesn't like doing. Uh, he, he doesn't doesn't feel as comfortable doing it but then like at the same time I just kind of enjoy watching him do it you know yeah because he's good at it he's
2: so good at it he's such an incredible guitar player and like he has such a he has such an ear for creating you know these like bridges between songs yeah these like soundscapes he's just uh very well studied oh yeah but he wouldn't tell you that yeah. <laughs> Um, let you me probably think. just tell us that we're full of shit yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just, you just write us off like, you, you, I'm not talented yeah. <laughs> Stephen Curley is very talented um, uh, there's some bands up in Oxford that I really like there's a band called Bonus who's uh, both of their records have, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, uh, Primitive Yep. Sean O'Hara and Nerves uh, Cable yeah Nerves Nerves are not a band anymore but they were Yeah. so
0: good <laughs> Nerves are such a good band is Ben Ricketts from Oxford because I fucking yes. I love oh, yeah. fucking Ben Ricketts yeah, yeah Ben
2: Ricketts is great man yeah and he's the nicest oh, sweetest <laughs> man yeah, on the like, planet
0: <laughs> I just have a funny story about um, mm-hmm. Ben uh, I think I saw him first at your house yeah. Yeah. yeah and so then I got invited to another house show that like happened and I go in there and I know no one there I'm with my girlfriend the only person I know is Ben but he's playing the show <laughs> so I'm just like I don't know if I should leave or <laughs> stay in this awkward ass crowd for like an hour yeah yeah we had to like scurry out secretly and be like, "Yeah, we got to take a call and had to leave." Unfortunately. Oh man.
1: Um, yeah, I mean. Always love seeing Ben play. Oh yeah, absolutely. He he's really fun because he just kind of does goofy stuff on stage. Yeah, man. definitely. It's very it's very Elephant Six, like
2: oh, yeah, very uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, the music
1: tapes. Yeah, and he's coming out with a new album soon, and yeah. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, he's put out like what, like nine albums. This is his <laughs> tenth. Is ten that album. isn't that isn't counting like
2: EPs and singles and stuff.
1: Yeah, he he, you know, this has got to be the one. <laughs> he's a workhorse, yeah. No, he's oh a yeah. workhorse man. He's like he definitely works. He tours all the time. He is always making new music. Mm-hmm. He's always trying out new stuff. Um, the yeah. Holy Ghost or
2: Electric Show and Cody Rogers. Yeah. They're also,
1: you know. Really fun band.
2: Really fun band. Uh, Cody Rogers is a really
1: talented songwriter. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm trying to think from
1: Jackson. I, I, I miss Water Spaniel. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, man. I'm sad that they broke up, but mm-hmm. uh, Water Spaniel 3 uh, was my jam for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the new album is, or, well, their, I guess their first album was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially I had the opportunity to see it live um, and it was really uh, it was really good um, especially as a live experience I think um, I think they had uh, they had like fleshed out their sound by that time that first album had come out it just um, it was something else it like it was good
2: Jonathan Hope isn't with us here anymore in Mississippi, but all he's of still his... alive though. He's He isn't with us in Mississippi. Is what I meant. Yeah. when I said. He's in. Uh, where, he's, he's in, in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, California. but all of his projects were great. Yeah, uh, if I die in Mississippi was uh, has released some amazing and, uh, stuff. Just kitten as well. Just kitten is great. I got
1: to. I saw a replay at open mic night one night, and she's really good she's actually a, a really good songwriter um
2: and Patrick Stump was mm. awesome Patrick Stump is such a great band um but yeah I'm just kind of trying to go through like each part of Mississippi yeah it's, <laughs> so um are, are there any bands in Jackson um like uh, I'm, I'm there's some really great like, hip hop acts yeah matter Jackson Fifth Child and Silas is uh great um
1: I got a high school film. James Crow. A, uh,
2: yeah. From Jackson is also great.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> There's a guy named Cody Cox out of Jackson. Cody Cox and Gary Lee run a label called Elegant Trainwreck and Homework Town. Um, and they released the first Empty Anna Painters record. And, like, just in terms of, like, encouraging us to, like, keep, you know. Keep making music. Keep no making music no matter what. And, you know, just uh, being there for, you know, these high school kids who were you know, just <laughs> <Yeah>. trying to. <laughs> just trying to learn how to express themselves. Yeah, they were great. Uh, they, they did a ton for us.
0: Really appreciate them if there's one thing I must say um, I'm sorry to cut you off but, oh, no you're good uh, your music reminds me a lot of movies and I, is, is there certain directors who have influenced your sound oh that's a good question
1: uh, uh I mean should I be embarrassed to say that the Lord of the Rings soundtrack <laughs> 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 on my that's album. a good soundtrack yeah that's a great that, you know and John Williams um as well like um, Star Wars and, and E.T. Um, I actually I recently rewatched E.T. and mm. like didn't quite realize how amazing that music is. Yeah. Um, but you're not just talking about soundtracks yeah, like all, you're, you're talking about like movies yeah, like
2: movies in general. Yeah. Uh, I've been um, Yeah. David <laughs> not Lynch. Not a movie but yeah I David love, Lynch. We, yeah we love David Lynch. <laughs> um, Blue Velvet Mulholland Drive Yeah. I mean, in, yeah, in I mean, every everyone, yeah, every. I mean, everyone's sir, everyone's everyone knows about David Lynch, but yeah. um, I uh, my friend John Michael recently got me into the Criterion Collection, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the past year or so, so I've um watched a lot of Godard, and um lots of uh, Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. And um, also some one-hit wonders like Eyes Without a Face and House and like these, you know, really interesting, off-the-wall, kind of out-of-left-field films that I, um, a lot of them are, you know,
1: maybe chaotic.
2: Yeah. yeah, and like I definitely had to opt that into my guitar playing
1: <laughs> I think um, for me whenever we were writing that first album one of the big influences when I was putting together the set list was a movie called Double Indemnity um, it's like an old noir like mystery film well like a crime film yeah um, and a lot this. of th- a lot of that feeling I had um, watching that kind of influenced it kind of colored um, the way I put together that set like, that feeling of, like, a noir film set in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. <laughs> I'd love to see that movie. <laughs> um, it, it would
2: be interesting. <laughs> I love noir films. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sunset Boulevard is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. uh, Laura is incredible. But, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to like more kind of rainy black and white.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm
2: that, that reasons, was I don't know, just the general mood is like it's just it, for some reason I haven't tabbed completely into why yeah but that general mood is so appealing to yeah. me
1: um yeah I mean there there's even a point where like uh we were talking about having like this um public domain like press photo from an old yeah um her like uh, an actress name like I think she was German uh, Marlene Dietrich um And, uh, it was, um, from Shanghai Express and, uh, like it was just, we were thinking about using this photo as our album artwork, but it just, it didn't, it didn't quite fit, um, entirely with the tone, um, of, of what we were doing, but it was, um, it was definitely like a big influence film, like old films, um, especially Tony watches a lot of like the old classic silent films. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should just, you know, not make music at all. <laughs> just stop playing. Just to reflect that influence. <laughs> silent film. <laughs> well, I, no. I mean, there's a lot of mu- <laughs> it's, yeah. all, it's a music. It's all music, You know, Joey, uh, my older brother... We just brother, become an organ. <laughs> yeah, organ quartet. My older brother actually recently did a project where he, like, he had a, like, a free jazz band to improvise over, um... silent film. Originally it was supposed to be City Lights, but I can't remember um, what they had to do instead because uh, apparently the uh, people in charge of the um, Charlie Chaplin estate um, ended up contacting him like three days before the event, (laughs) saying that he couldn't do it, so they had to switch the films, and they had written music out for it and everything, But then, after switching the films, they just improvised. (laughs) And uh, I watched a video of it, and it was great. You know, it was very cool. Very cool. um, You know, I think think our... Like, the people in our family just kind of have an interest in film. It's always kind of been there. Um,
0: So... I definitely sense that kind of left field black and white stuff listening to you guys yeah Yeah.
2: we I mean like you can sense that from the cover too yeah of the record it
0: looks reminds me of like Japanese ink um, ink blots or something like that yeah yeah they kind of woodwork oh bit. yeah. yeah yeah I can definitely see that yeah um, and it's funny you say Cronenberg because you completely remind me of Jeff Goldblum. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I, as soon as as soon as I saw, it I was like, uh, I, think, uh, is I, I think that's already a meme. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Dude, how you are a meme to me? Like, every every, every picture like I see on Facebook there's like there's like a meme of how. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm always wondering.
1: <laughs> my favorite, my favorite one is you at the show, and you look just like you're in the mafia or something like that. <laughs> oh you know no, yeah.
2: That's, like, very that's
1: Italian. Yeah. Dippity-boppity. <laughs> you're, you're literally, like making, like, that hand gesture. You're putting your fingers together.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, well, in that
1: case, I mean, if we're going to talk about that, like, humor definitely plays a part. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, like, an underlying sense of humor to our music. I think maybe it's not, like, immediately apparent, but...
2: I mean, the concept of, of the lyrics to Eerie Eves is pretty... Yeah, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> it's pretty whenever
1: I tell people, I feel like sometimes people don't always know how to react, but I literally just say, oh, Eerie Eaves is about a security guard I knew who um, used to get fucked up and, and just go gamble like, every weekend. <laughs> um, and, like, I just kind of... I kind of relate to that, but I also think it's sort of funny. It's just... To me, it's just, like, a part of where I was and who I was living with I just kind of I connected with that for some reason Um, and like I'll tell people like Castle on Camp Street is literally just about a house a house on Camp Street Um, Bleeding Color was about um, falling in love with a dictator and I wrote that like in response to Trump gaining popularity Um, and it's just you know there's it's a very simple story and it's kind of like Okay, that's really weird. <laughs> kind of, kind of funny, like surreal sort of humor. Yeah, absurdity. It. Yeah. It's like in a David Lynchian sort of way, and that's um, on that new song where I. D- Take the melody from that "Minute Work" song, and, yeah, you know, I mean, like it's yeah, all. Yeah, like, it's all. It's always the saxophone in Eerie Eves is definitely very David Lynch-y and It's like, yeah, it's, and it's, it's there.
2: Honestly, when I hear when I hear that your dad played sax on that song, like I just start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Well, at yeah. first I did, you know? but
1: then then eventually I started feeling really sad, <laughs> 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 like more sad if it was just than if it was just the guitar.
2: Are you Are you saying like sad as in like he's like. He puts us to shame. <laughs> well, shame. <laughs> well, okay.
1: Maybe. Like, the first time I heard it, I did laugh. And um, it's sort of in the way that, like, David Lynch does stuff that is sometimes funny at first, but then, then you watch it again, and it's like, you start to realize, oh, this is really sad. And then, and then that, like, humoristic, that comedic quality is just a part of... Dennis Hopper being addicted to the oxygen tank and, <laughs> yeah. and
2: Blue Velvet.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's just <laughs> like um, that's that's sort of Huffing, something something that like we've talked a lot about and um, uh, literature as well. Like um, uh, I like or, a lot of
2: Cormac McCarthy.
1: Yeah i I was really into um, some gothic
2: stuff personally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, personally, but I don't know about Nick. For me, um, before I had written the lyrics to this album, I was really into this book called uh, Little Big by Jonathan Crowley that was like um, it was a magical realist novel similar to like Murakami um, but it was it was way more dense so maybe in that way it was like, in terms of its mythology it was like Dune um, and uh, that sort of feeling um, of just a magical reality that you don't always know is there or not um, was something that I definitely like dabbled with um, with the lyrics, um, and I think and I think the music kind of reflects that as well. Just there's there's a subtly like whimsical quality to it mm-hmm. um, that we were playing with definitely, um, and like it's even I think a little bit more apparent in the stuff we've been writing yeah. Um, just, it's it's a little bit whimsical and a little bit goofy, but um, you know it's just like it's a
0: bunch of things.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: True. <laughs> True. True. True that. Well, um, I was just gonna say it's just been great interviewing you guys, and it's just been like I, I just always want to talk to you guys about your music because it just. It it just coming to a town like this and hearing a band this good is just like, man, thank, thank you, you, man. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you It's it's inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um it was great to know you guys. So what what can we expect next from you guys? Another another album. Yeah, we already we've already demoed at least half of it. Um
1: and uh, we're just kind of trying to figure out um what the set order is going to be for it. And I guess we're Trying to trying to keep it open at this point. We're yeah, of, we're not setting deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know, like um, my personal goal is just to have just to have another one, just another yeah. record done um, at before before the end of the year. So. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> damn! He's like oh, no, 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 no,
2: before. I was like, I was like five seconds ago. I was like, we're not setting deadlines. Before year, no, that's that's just a personal. It's <laughs> not a deadline. Don't take that
1: as new. Nauseans before the end of two thousand. People are writing it down we're, already. <laughs> but I, I will say,
2: like, we are gonna try to start releasing like singles and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, we're not gonna,
1: you know, I don't, I don't. We're yeah, like, we're not i do not yeah we are not going to hold anything back. Yeah. Anyways, anymore. I think. We had to take time with the first one because, uh, personally, it was a very like cathartic experience yeah. to, to sort of like, um, you know, the songs, even though they're about other people and other places and other things, they reflect things that we were experiencing. Um, it's definitely a time capsule. That yeah, album is definitely sort of a time capsule. I think we, we had to sort of take our time with it and... Um, and really like dig into who we were and what we were doing mm-hmm. so people, but yeah you can expect more from us <laughs> yeah. you can not expect more from us
0: people have been begging me to make this joke so like what are you guys going to play out of state <laughs> <laughs> like not is it like the song oh it's been
1: made yeah. so many <laughs> um, it's it's going to happen this year I mean okay. yeah but, definitely definitely yeah. uh we're gonna try and go out of our way to. I, I think now that we have the album out, like people, yeah. we can actually be
2: like, we don't have to be like, yeah, trust us, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> <but> we're, we're, <laughs> we're not going
1: to like embarrass you or yeah. weird. We promise. Like, but that, yeah, we definitely
2: want to play New Orleans. Oh uh, yeah, you guys would fucking kill it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we we definitely want to play in. I, I want to play in Birmingham. Oh yeah. Just uh, general places in the
1: southeast. I wanna but. I want to play in Memphis again. Um, just... Oh, yeah. We have played at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once. but <laughs> <And> never again. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, like a terrible experience. Yeah, it the just, people there were all great. I mean... Oh, yeah. It just, you know, we drove, uh, it took us, like, two days, Damn. um... To get there, we—I like mean—but we that was on our own accord. Yeah, we, yeah. Wanted, we wanted to split the trip. We wanted out. to, to like, hang out in Oxford and, and have fun, and that's yeah, as like a, a vacation. As it was a success, it was fun. Yeah, as, as, as it was a fun. as a gig, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, um, you know, it was it was fun to play, but um, not many people showed up. To put it succinctly.
2: Expect more from Nauseans in yeah. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Just expect <more>. Another album. <laughs> more, <laughs> more shows. Uh,
0: yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Alright. Nauseans, <laughs> it was a pleasure. Nick. How? <laughs>